Hi, I'm Jackie Leonardini. And I'm Brad Wallach, and this is Funny Energy. A show where Brad brings on a friend of his from the comedy world who he believes can benefit from an energy reading. And I'll be honest, that's literally every comedian. So listen, as we cleanse our energy and laugh along the way, this is Funny Energy. All right, welcome to Funny Energy. I am writer, comedian, producer, extraordinaire brad wallach <laughs> joined as always by clairvoyant jackie lenardini uh in this episode we are super excited to be joined by my friend uh and comedian megan gailey let me let me read your bio i think i just got oh. it from your website megan so just uh, okay. you know if, if it's wrong blame yourself we'll uh, see. you performed on when Conan O'Brien had a show, <laughs> you were mm -hmm. on Conan, you were on At Midnight. You also had a, a half hour special on Comedy Central. Um, you were also part of the new Faces show at Just for Laughs in 2015. You've been featured at every major festival. And our connection is that you were a writer on the pilot of what eventually became Lights Out with David Spade which was a great show after The Daily Show every night in Comedy Central. I and Megan, miss it. I know. And Megan, you were a wonderful regular panelist on the show. Uh, everyone misses uh, that show. It was it was too bad uh, it that was, it went away. I, I was at, like, can it come back? I mean, well, we can I offline comedy, about this, but. I think Comedy Central, the network, would have to come back first. Uh, but I heard someone <laughs> told me they may be coming back. And I go, no, this is exciting. You know, <laughs> this is, this no, is newsworthy. I, I don't think they're coming back. Well, thank you for joining us, Megan. We are really excited. We are, as I said, joined by Jackie. Jackie is an amazing clairvoyant. And we're going to start this reading with just kind of a little, what would you call it, Jackie? We went to a little grounding. Before. A little grounding, oh. just to okay. ground you. And yeah, and you saw how I came on, so I need some grounding. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I came on just a, a mile a minute. Um, Jackie, I, for the listeners, do they know that you're gorgeous too? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I just know. want them to know. It's all that energy. They, they may not be clairvoyant. So like they may not know that there's um, someone with gorgeous hair and like a button up. Okay. No, but it's funny you say that, Megan. That is the comment I get most from people, especially women who go, Jackie is so good. Before anything else they say about how amazing you are or, or unbelievable mm -hmm. how you changed their life, they always go, first of all, she is gorgeous. Oh, yes. that's so. so nice. That's really, that's we very kind. In we live in a shallow world, you know, where it's like, oh my gosh, so many skills, you're doing incredible work, but like that hair. Um, well, I think it's a byproduct of running my energy every day, to be honest. Oh. Um, yeah, you know, wow. I'm 57 years old. That's amazing. And you are not. Yes, I am. And I really do believe it's the vitamin of divine light that I just keep pumping through. I think when you focus right. on this creative energy, Matter of fact, I just got back from Joshua Tree doing a retreat with some friends, and we went to this, um, uh, I'm going to plug it, the Integratron. It was amazing. Um, a sound bath. And the whole purpose of building this, like, really kind of crazy building that looks like a spaceship was to help people imbibe them with energy that's positive to extend their life. And I'm like, wow. I'm if I lived in Southern California, I'd be there once a week. And it felt amazing in the power of the vibration. So when we run our energy, like we're going to do in a second here, 
what we're doing is we're feeding our vibration. We're feeding our being with this high vibrational creative energy that's healing it, that's restoring. Because what drags us down, what ages, what makes us sick is when we stay in limitation, when we agree with fear frequencies. And so part of like what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what are your fears and really mm. what are they? And let's move them out of the way because they make us old. They make us sick and they make us miserable. And all of that truly is an illusion. And so how do we get through the illusion, right? I read today a post on Instagram. It was, I thought it was funny. My superpower is getting through things. Mm. And I mm. thought, I like that superpower. I think I have that superpower. I can get through it. And so if we begin to see where our superpowers are, then it just makes a huge difference in everything. Every thought, wow. every word, every action. Mine is being an amazing husband. So that's pretty <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I'm still I'm still searching for mine. Wait, well, TBD. <laughs> no, you have a lot of amazing quality. And we'll, let's just, well, let's discover. All right, let's do a quick rounding, okay. and then we'll we'll get on with the reading. So, so what I do always in the beginning of my sessions with clients is I just ask them to tune in to the energy beneath their feet, the energy of the earth. So, if you'll just take a second, and you know, everyone can kind of join in if if they'd like. Just pay attention to your feet beneath you. There's two chakras there. Chakras are portals from which we, we give and receive energy. It's our energy anatomy. We have two on the feet. We're going to spin those chakras and just really sink in to the here and now. And the root chakra, which is at the base of the tailbone, chakra number one, which connects us to the physical plane. We're going to spin that chakra and we're going to ask for a grounding cord all the way down to the center of the earth. Just focus on feeling present, being in the here and now. And then the top of the head, your crown chakra, we're going to spin that chakra. The chakra spins to the left and to the right. There's a front and a back to the chakra. We're going to turn that to golden light divine light, truth, love, and creativity in the purest form. And then we're going to ask for a golden beam of light to come right straight through. As I ask, I trust that it is pulling your energy into the present moment. Now your name is in harmonic with your soul. So it's sort of your energetic signature. When you say your name, you're calling your energy into the present. When you say your name three times, you're integrating with your mind, body, and emotions in the here and now. And when we're present, we're most capable of being creative. We're the most capable of healing. And we can see most clearly what we need to do to move forward. So if you will, for me now, out loud, please say your full name three times. Megan Gailey, Megan Gailey, Megan Gailey. There we go. And we're going to begin, ooh, you are so gold with your, your hair looks golden. That's so beautiful. I can see your like vibration come through. It's very incredible and lovely and creative, which isn't surprising to me. No, she's a redhead, so yeah. that wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. <laughs> How does that feel when you do that? That felt good. I It felt really, it's like 
I was like, okay, my feet, I'm here. And then my mind started to wander. And then as you sort of went up the body, it was like, no, okay, let's come back. We're at my tailbone. And then I could hear my husband and our <laughs> nanny. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I'm like, no, we need to come back. And then you're like, you're golden. And it's like, let's be golden. Yeah. Like let's, we got to leave them. They'll figure it out. Yeah. When I tune into your aura, I saw very vividly, I'm not kidding. Your hair is like spun gold. And that means that all around you, all around your, your seventh, your sixth chakra, your knowing there's a lot of creative energy that you're waiting to bring in. It's like, it's right Mm -hmm. here and it's coming into your field, but you haven't integrated it at all fully because there's some fear that's holding you back that runs along your spinal column. And it's almost like a fear that you're going to be stuck in a pattern or that you are stuck in a pattern that you're not going to be able to get out of. And it feels like it's familial, um, like it goes back mm. and that it's family based. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Can you tell me about um, it's 12 years old, something at 12, some experience Um it's like something came out of nowhere or it's almost like the road runner knocked you over or something. It's like some, it's a very, were you in cartoons? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this, like, are you Wiley coyote? Uh. <laughs> yeah. I am having a coyote problem. So if you can talk to them, if you can talk to the coyotes in my backyard, that oh. would actually, Oh, how nice you live. You live, my plate. you live in the mountains where there are coyotes. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fancy my husband was like, I think that means we're doing well. Yes. If there's coyotes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Well, coyotes um, are auspicious, but yeah, that would, I mean, something coming out of nowhere that you can't yeah. control. So my mom got sick when I was young um, and is, is still alive and, and is like pretty well, but was, was, got sick when I was around like third grade. Mm-hmm. And then my, and I love my parents a lot. I, this is, I always, I'm like, I like them, but you know. Now that I'm a mom too, I'm like, oh, oh no, he's going to talk shit about me in like five years. <laughs> um, so, and and my dad struggles with substance abuse. And so I've been in therapy since I was probably 12. Honestly, I, I lost a friend to suicide in seventh grade. There we go. And, and I think it really made, luckily my, my mom specifically go, okay, if you're struggling, then we got to get you some help. And so they took me to like a counselor that my brothers had seen. And after two sessions, he goes, she's above my pay grade (laughs) and, and referred me to a woman who specialized in adolescent girls and who I was with until I was about 22. And it was like, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. And so that really, Seventh grade was really brutal for me. And to see like a peer take their own life, it it was so. What, what, yeah. what, I assume it was a classmate of yours. Like, yeah. And they, yeah. did you, was it anticipated? I mean, was there any signs where you. No, anyone- I, I think now looking back on it, you go, okay, this is what the situation was happening. Right. But this was you know, 1997 in, in Indiana. And so it's like mental health and, and the things that you could be struggling with were, 
and and also socioeconomic class of like oh, okay but you have you don't want for anything so like mm-hmm. you're fine um but my mom lost her very best friend at 13 i believe mm-hmm. and and so it it was like oh i think my mom recognized it and she's also a nurse and so it was um it was really like we got to tap into to not even what they're saying, but like focus on them and watch them and, and, and read between the lines and and see if they're well. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense for that feeling of, you know, fear of being blindsided or feeling that, that I'm picking up on because there were no signs that were evident to you in that moment at age 12, 13. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing you could have done about it because you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what happens is then we get go into a fear. Also, when you we talk about um, your father's addiction, right? When someone is addicted to something, there's something outside of them that is in control. Therefore, you don't know what you're going to get. So being on high alert, I guess I would break it down to the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. And therefore, if I don't know, then I, I need to control whatever I can so that I can keep myself safe so it doesn't repeat itself. Does that make sense? Yes. And I tend to go to worst possible, like if something's coming up, it could be like a lovely dinner. I go to what's the absolute worst thing that could happen. And then I fixate on that and I plan to go, okay, well, if that happens, then I can do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Like here are my exit plans. Instead of sort of just going through the world with enjoyment and letting experiences wash over me. So that trauma, which I would call a capital T trauma back then to to lose a friend who takes their own life and the helplessness that you may have felt at that time, right? Feeling helpless is holding you back from experiencing the full joy of what is around you, what's true. You know, the floor beneath you is true right now. You're sitting in that chair right now. You're talking to us right now. Your son is safe in the other room. Your husband is there. Everything is is well. But you won't be able to fully integrate that feeling of wellness if you're holding on to this limiting belief. Uh, I always have to be prepared for something bad to happen. Don't ever let your guard down. So then everything is mm-hmm. just tense within you, right? And then that stress and that over... You have digestive issues. Do you have? Um, Do you have uh, yes. uh, excessive bowel movements that we should discuss? I slow digestion. Doesn't every woman have digestive issues? Yeah, I mean, I mean def- definitely. Like around my period, I do. I will say because yeah, you're a dreamer. that. I thought I was going to be a, I thought I was going to bring this energy that you're describing into motherhood and my son and having my son has actually kind of calmed me down. Awesome. And I Mm -hmm. don't end up doing it with him or with our situation. And I really think that has been surprising to a lot of people in my life <laughs> to, to, that I've ended up being a chiller mom than we all were anticipating. So everyone was expecting you to just be on top of it. Kind of like one of those, stay away from my baby. Don't talk yeah, to it. A little uh, neurotic. Uh, neurotic yeah. and everything. And it has not, that has not happened. If anything, it's been the opposite of that. And I do think it is 
calmed me in other areas too. Mm-hmm. So one thing, I think that's, that's amazing. And that's a gift that what's your son's name? Conrad. Conrad. And how old is yeah. he? He's, he's seven months and um, he is named after my husband's late father. Oh, beautiful. So I don't think Conrad's one of those beings that really would kind of allow the control or the worry anyway. So that's a real gift. And, you know, I think he'll continue to give that gift through choices mm-hmm. that he makes throughout his life, <laughs> you know, skateboarding and things like that, which will help you to override that fear. You know, the sky's going to fall at any minute, so I better be prepared. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing, you know, I would say instead of walking into a room and assessing the worst case scenario, walk into the room and set an intention for exactly how you want to have the experience. What is it that you want rather than what, what is it that you're afraid of? Now, that doesn't mean walking in blindly. It means I have some wisdom. I know stuff happens. I know that there, if something happens, I'm prepared. However, this is how it's going to go down. It's almost like you have to call in the forces of the universe that you want to hang out with. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know that you want to hang out with fear and anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. I don't. So I would rather focus on. I don't either, but they always seem to come (laughs) around uninvited. They always are SVP. They're there. (laughs) That is such a great way of thinking about it. They're always there and and they they come without an invitation. They Mm -hmm. come because, you know what, that's what that energy does. It has to feed and so if it knows that you, you know, you, you've been cozy with it in the past, it's going to say, hey, mm-hmm. may I, I'm, I'm coming over. Now, the other side of the fence, the, the light energy that's of light is polite. It's kind. It's, it's going to wait for you to look at it. Mm-hmm. And once you do, it's going to open up so many things for you. But you have to look. You have to ask because it's all about choice. Karma is about choice. It's about saying, where do I choose right now? Do I choose to go into this fear? Because we're talking about baking, breaking a pattern, right? This mm-hmm. pattern that I saw running along your chakra system. It's like, how am I going to show up in the lens of, oh, no, what can go wrong and keep perpetuating that? Or am I going to say, no, no, I'm going to show up knowing that I get to set a vibration. I get to set the intention and create what's about to happen for us, for me. And that if anything uninvited comes along, I'm going to know how to shut the door or how to push it out or how to move through it. And that's about trusting in your capability, which is that root chakra. And that allows you to stay present. And presence is your friend. Presence being right here right now helps you to continue to find your joy because that other energy is stealing I don't think around your son, but it's, you know, if you're walking in somewhere and you're, you know, you've got a, a disaster, you know, task force there, that's, that's mm-hmm. an issue. I don't think you want to mm-hmm. bring those guys into your dinner parties. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. make them wait outside. Right. I do. I struggle with being present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably modern society and, and everything it then adds to us. We have so many escapes now of like, oh, 
I'm, I guess I'm physically in this room, but I'm on my phone or my brain is, I, I could not fall asleep last night. And it was just like, my husband was like, just relax. And I have to like, I have to physically go calm down. Was this about the Indianapolis Colts or? I mean, they don't help. They did not help. (laughs) Or, 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 Or is it, I mean, you know, this is for a creative person, especially a comedian. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that she has ruminations constantly. Are they are they work related? Are they career? Yeah. yeah. You know, I need to be. I'm um, writing a script right now, and I feel like I'm behind. And people are like, "What's the deadline?" I'm like, "There is no deadline." <laughs> um, but it's, and so it's one of those things of uh, of fear of letting people down, and then my life is so divided right now because I want to be a mom, but I also need to be writing a show. And then, oh gosh, I'm a woman. What's, how's my body being perceived out? And like, there's just a lot of things. And I do feel I'm sort of like an outward perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not type A. You're not going to come to my home and say a perfectionist lives here. But if you saw me out in the world, you'd go, oh, they, they need to have their, you know, T's crossed and, and the hair in place and, and everyone thinking you are a put together person. Yes. And I, and I need that to like, and I need people to go, they have it together. That's like important important to me tell me how that feeling if i say this to you what comes up how does that relate back to your father and your relationship with your dad i I, like i honestly and you'll be able to parse this to me it relates back to my mom but my mom's behavior is probably a symptom of my dad's addiction yes so that's called following the route. Thank you for making that point. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> You're making my job The very student easy. has become the teacher. Well, yes. I, you know, I've been in therapy for right. 20 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> You've done more hours in therapy than people training to be a therapist. Like she's probably yes. more qualified yeah. to be a therapist than most people. <laughs> I've, and it's I've all seen about all. experience. I've, I've seen them all. Well, the interesting thing is, is you when you say that, it's about the thread of energy that I'm seeing is, Am I, first of all, if I can make everything seem okay, then it's going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone to see my pain. That's, that's the humiliation around it because, and that's a less than picture. So the fear of humiliation tracks back to really, I don't feel like I'm en- enough within myself. When, when we have someone, and again, this is all said without judgment. This doesn't mean that anyone's good or bad or right or wrong or any of it. This is just, Oh, I'm judging, but you are. Okay. (laughs) My dad's awesome. My dad's so cool too. Exactly. And this is something that your dad came here to grow from. These are what I call learning opportunities. And if we can see everything that we go through in our life as an opportunity for growth, and that when we look back at that, we can say, okay, what do I now know that I didn't know before I had that experience? How did I grow? And that's really all that matters. And that's all that needs to come into the present, the wisdom. Mm-hmm. The rest mm-hmm. of it isn't useful. It's That's the stuff that ages us. That's the stuff that brings us down. And so 
when, you know, the whole, I'm going to appear some, one way, but if you're appearing one way and you don't feel like it's the complete truth of who you are, and that is a fully integrated, right, mm -hmm. action, then we always walk around thinking we're not enough. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. just not quite enough. And then it's constantly, you know, how can I be more perfect? And what I want to say, and it may or may not be true for your mom, but when we are with in a partnership with someone who has an addiction or when we have a family member with addiction, we wonder why. Why am I not enough that this person needs whatever they need, whatever they're addicted to, where they mm -hmm. choose that maybe over me or where they choose that, but they're really choosing it over themselves, right? It has nothing to do with you or how much they love you. It has to do with how much they love themselves and it has to do with the fact that they feel a hole within them that they're trying to fill and they don't understand it because that insatiability comes from not knowing how to love yourself. And so this energy around perfection likes to come in. If I'm perfect, I'll be more lovable. If I'm perfect, I'll feel whole. And that's a lie. If I'm perfect, they'll choose me over their their addiction. addiction. Mm -hmm. Can I ask something that mm -hmm. is coming up? Because and something I've been dealing with with my parents as of late is trying to set boundaries with them. And my parents are still married, mm -hmm. and my dad is currently in recovery. Amazing. And so I recently did a session with them and set with their therapist and and I, you know, zoomed in and <laughs> and I was like you guys have been putting me in the middle of your issues since as long as I can remember and I want us to have tools going forward. I'm happy to help, but I want to be able to be supportive in a way that's healthy for all of us including myself. And when you bring up this thing of the pattern I think something I'm struggling with my mom is that my mom brought her issues with her parents and her dad and her mother. And I love them dearly. And as you're saying, there's no judgment. And I think she made a lot of situations worse mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was younger and granted, I was a child. I actually don't know if my dad was an alcoholic and I think it would probably be safe to say there were unhealthy drinking patterns. His struggles with it got so much worse in the last few years. And some of that was he had some health struggles and I think it made him feel out of control. I believe he has was raised by an alcoholic. Like there is a pattern there. But the pattern that I am now trying to break that you're speaking of is I want to take the good of my parents, but I need to leave these kind of boomer, other other negative patterns in, in the past with mm -hmm. them. So I call those pain pictures. So little times throughout our lives in which we experience a trauma, small T or big T trauma. And in those moments, we make a decision about who we are or what life is about. And what happens is these, these moments get turned into lies. Instead of there's a wisdom from it, we become or feel like we're a victim of it, mm. right? And so what I see is what you're really saying is I don't want to bring that victim energy into the here and now. 
Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Kind and of I putting it in a little tiny tight statement around victimization. And, and I definitely victimized myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely like, oh, this happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. While then at the same time, because of humor and defense mechanisms self-deprecate. So I'm not like, I'm great. I'm like, I'm a piece of shit, but I'm also a victim. But mm-hmm. but you turn it into comedy. And yes. you use it creatively, and which mm-hmm. I know many people like Megan, like myself do. You know, right. that's just what we do. And it's... Well, because that's, I would say, that's the first step in the healing process is to create humor from it. Because then the humor, the laughter can kind of get you up above it so you can mm-hmm. look down on it and go, huh, okay, I can find that funny. But the next step I would suggest is where's the wisdom in that moment? Like, where's the big lie? So fear, the energy of fear is a lie. Fear is not a truth because truth is love. And the core of who we are is love. So if we can look on that situation through the lens, then humor will kind of get us up out of the suffering, right? We get up there and then we can say, what is the wisdom here? I see all these, this whole act happening, right? And I can see where the fear is at work. I can see where the shadow, the pain is running that scene. And I don't want the shadow to decide my life. So what do I know from this experience? How did that experience happen for me? And that switches that victim consciousness, not, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm a victim. Yeah, it happened to me. No, no, it happened for me. And this is what I now know. Mm. Use it. That is where you're going to be able to let go of all of those patterns that are throughout your family. It's funny when I was kind of tuning in before burden is a big thing in your family, carrying the burden, carrying Mm -hmm. somebody else's burden, like on the back. It's almost like I, I would say like I could see like the spine, like almost like scolorosis, scolorosis, scoliosis. Thank you. You know, that kind of happening. I wouldn't be surprised if someone in your family doesn't have that or some sort of. All right. Can you please get your parents on here and have them bend over? We can see what they're they're doing. I mean, I definitely have I definitely have bad posture. Um, So (laughs) so that that would be it, because you're carrying the backpack right now Mm -hmm. and it's full of a bunch of pain that doesn't even belong to you. It's been given to you. And it's almost like when someone has pain and then they show you their pain and there's an eruption or a traumatic experience. And so it's like someone throws up or is trying to give you their burden here, you Mm -hmm. take it. And then you're like, sure, Mm -hmm. put it in my backpack. And now here I go. And now you're carrying it through every experience and it gets really heavy and it begins to bend you and it weighs you down. And Mm -hmm. then you wonder why things you want to happen in your life aren't happening. Well, you can't process other people's pain. Mm -hmm. There's no way you could be in therapy for 50 years. If it's not yours, you're not going to be able to get rid of it. It's just going to stay until you recognize that it's not yours, your dad's addiction, your mom's lens and her experience that she had with her parents is not your experience. That doesn't belong to you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You can give it back or you can just ask to be, have it taken away. And that's like this process that I do with people of running energy through your chakra system and up and down and along your spinal column, which I'm going to ask for right now is a way 
of saying any energy that does not belong to me must leave my space and must leave it now. The only thing that may be present within me is my energy. And I'm only in agreement with truth. And then when you find yourself ruminating about something, instead of going, why, 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 ask, okay, what am I supposed to know here? Because it's not about the why. It happened. We know that. It happened. It happened for a lot of different reasons. And once you think you know the reason, there's 50 other reasons of the why. It could be karmic. It could be this. It could be that. It doesn't matter. What is the wisdom? That's all. Get in, get the little kernel of truth and get the hell out. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, parachuting into the into a war zone. Yeah, which and, I'm very familiar mm-hmm, with. Right? Yes, and yes. then, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get the little black box of wisdom, the intel. Go in there, get it. You don't need to go, oh, I wonder why that guy's using that caliber weapon. Or why do they choose, you know, cannons and not, you know... Mm-hmm. Forget yeah, no, about I'm it. Staying. Yeah, yeah. I end it. up camping out. Yeah, going, let's have a let's have a party, you guys. We can make this war zone fun. Yeah. yeah. So you can still make it fun once you're out of there, right? Mm-hmm. When, and I think sometimes when we think that our pain serves us, like my pain is my creativity. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Make fun of your pain. Use it to be creative, and then say. Thank you, because the shadow has information, no doubt. It has a lot of wisdom in it, the pain. But then you can let go of that and just take the wisdom and take the humor. And and it's not going to take away from your, your creativity or your gift. It's actually going to allow you to come up with more. Because now you're in agreement with more of that truth. Cre- truth is creative energy. You're ability to see and your ability to make even more connections that are even um, more beautiful or more humorous, it's going to open up for you because your backpack is empty or it's completely mm-hmm. been taken off. And now you can stand straight and tall. And w- what do we know? When we stand straight and tall, we can see more, right? We can see further. And so that's, you know, that's the thing. And your boundaries I want to hear more about that because how much did, have you done over time from a need to please or to keep the peace? Oh, uh, I mean, that's been, I think that's been my whole existence and it was heartbreaking to, mm-hmm. for my parents to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I think they, like, once I said it, they were like, Oh no, we did do that. And, and even hearing this like metaphor of the backpack, I think I've been successful in setting the boundaries now because I have a child Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you got to take your backpack because I got a baby Bjorn. So (laughs) I can't, I can't be, I can't have the front and the back loaded. Like I have my own family unit now Mm -hmm. and it's strong and beautiful. And I want you to come in and be a part of it. But because of that, I got to set up the healthy boundaries that are going to work for me and my family now. Do your brothers get involved at all? Are they doing oh, any of this they, work or no? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's part of the issue is so like I, I feel like I'm probably in the best place with my parents I've ever been. And I think that they would agree with that. So when I went to go be in my parents' session – I had a session with my therapist of like, what do we want to say? What is our goal? What do we want to be able to get out of this? Like she was the one that suggested I 
go to their therapy mm-hmm. session with them. And with my brothers who I love dearly, they're, they're just not in therapy. They don't have these tools to connect and to get in touch with themselves. And so when they're feeling and thinking along the same lines, I am, and they're very smart, like these are highly educated, successful men. They struggle, I think, (sighs) meeting my parents where they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that makes sense in terms of gender, what what you've seen, right? And uh, I mean- I, I don't know if it's we so just much struggle gender. more. Oh, you don't? No, I think when we get in our analyzer too much and we try to analyze something and make sense out of it, that we can't go there. It's too scary mm-hmm. because if they open the floodgate, they may not get away, right? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And so it it could sink you. So sometimes it's but bad. why Megan and not her brothers? Because Megan has different karma with her parents than her brothers, and Megan is actually stepping up, especially with the boundary thing. Megan's parents are a, a catalyst. They are they are a polishing stone for her to learn about boundaries, to learn how to set them and, and to learn how to completely own all of who she is. And her brothers have a different lesson with that mm-hmm. set of parents than Megan's. And that's why. And she also has a different level. They are more tuned to their analyzer. She said they're educated. I can see they're very methodical. And Mm -hmm. so, and almost mechanical, I would say. One's a lawyer. And so it's (laughs) like when you get into a, a, even just like a calm, like a normal discussion with him, it's like you hear the lawyer talk. And I think for myself and my parents, it can go, I'm out now. You know, like, it was like, oh, okay, we're doing sides and arguments and winning. There's a goal to win. And it's like, yeah, that's feeding that matter of fact. So the goal to win, win, lose, that is something that I call the energy, the insatiability energy or competition energy. It loves that. It needs that to stay, stay alive. So and that's, mm-hmm. that's a pattern that a lot of us fall into because if we're right, then we're lovable. If I'm wrong, you're not going to love me. But if I'm right, let mm. me prove it. So your brother went and So got, it's not even an ego thing. No. It's, a, it's an insecurity. Wow. It's a, I'm so afraid it's I'm a desire not lovable. For love. So let me prove my case because if I can prove my case and you see my yeah. case, you're going to love me and you'll let me stay. And so it's coming from there. So if you can, that's what I call compassion. Let me see through this behavior that feels like really, you know, heavy and doesn't feel good to be around someone who has to be right all the time. It feels very dismissive. But if I can see through it and have compassion for it, it changes everything. Now I'm looking at that person going, oh gosh, okay, you really need to be right. I'm not going to play your right or wrong game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you say what you need to say. And I'm just going to go, okay, that's all good. Right. I don't need, mm-hmm. I know what I know. I don't need, I'm not going to play the game, but that's mm-hmm. a little, that's a sidebar. But what I want to really yeah. say for you is if you can begin to see that your parents are polishing stones for you, that when you set your boundary, you're doing your job now for them. Because again, anything with addiction or anything with the need to be right or perfection, that knows no boundaries. And so mm-hmm. your parents are also one of their main um, lessons in this embodiment is about learning boundaries, learning how to set their boundaries from a place of their own 
honor and grace that, because they matter, right? And you're learning the same lesson. You, you have a different curriculum, but it's the same degree that you're all trying to get in that mm -hmm. of I matter and my boundaries are going to be held from self-love, not from a need to please, not from a place where I have to prove I'm worthy or lovable. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. when you're setting your boundaries with your parents, a good way to do it is to use discernment. If I'm going to say yes to this, where is my yes coming from? Is it coming mm -hmm. from a fear or a need to please? Or is it coming because I'm honoring myself and this is who I want to be as a daughter? Mm -hmm. I, be really clear on who it is that you want to be. And then your yes and your no comes from that. It doesn't matter if they're going to get mad or they're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. That's their lesson. That's their backpack full of rocks. It's not yours. And so mm -hmm. the moment you start to make your choices just from what's within you, then your boundaries begin to form from a place of love and compassion and they feel good. And even if somebody's hurt by them, they'll still feel loved by you because you're giving yourself love. Does that make sense? Hmm. Wow. I end up doing this in friendships as well. Yes, of course you do. I mirror this sort of um, mm -hmm. behavior and I, and I victimize myself in friendships too, mm -hmm. where it's like, if I have a issue, I'm like, they did X, Y, Z, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. what did I do? And I'm like, nothing. I'm, I'm clean. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfect. Yeah. I don't even, right. if anything, I'm surprised they're not calling to tell me how long <laughs> they were. And, and that's really like, I, I'm at, so much peace with my parents. I really am. But I have a friendship that fell apart and it happened pre my bit. Like, I love when people are like, you're going to have your baby. All the bullshit pre your baby is going to just melt away. That's not true. No. Um, that is just not true. You're able to be mad about things from fifth grade once you have a kid. Like you truly this like a baby is a clean slate. I'd love to meet those folks. <laughs> I really would. It's like yeah. Uh, then you go, why didn't they? It's no, it just makes you so busy that you don't have time to deal with yeah, the exactly, bullshit. It doesn't exactly. make the bullshit go away. It just And then, makes, well, and then yeah. the same problems that you faced as a kid all of a sudden start appearing in their lives. And then you as a parent are now yeah. having to, to yeah. try to oh, deal yeah. with it in, in a different perspective. No, because it's, it's you, you are so busy and you want to be present and being present with my my son is really something that I'm like trying to focus on. Mm -hmm. um, and in the new year, I was like, I think I may be done with social media. Like, we'll see. Um, but like, <laughs> I really want to be present with him. And then I think what last night is a good example of, okay, I was present. I was with my son. I got work done yesterday. I hosted a party at my house on Saturday. I had a very productive weekend. And then my head hit the pillow and I go, here's all the stuff that I have not been thinking about that now I want to process mm -hmm. at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So that's when you say, no, I know that I have a list. I'll see you tomorrow. Right. It, and it's almost like then to relax yourself at night, especially I am present right here, right now. I'm focusing on sleep tomorrow. I will focus on that. You have to kind of talk to yourself that way, yeah. right? Set your mm -hmm. intentions, tell it, no, you may not be there. Or another, I'm hearing this may be a good trick for you. Just write it down right there. When you start to think about it at night, put it on paper. I think you can shut it off then. Like make the little list and then say no more. And it's almost like pretend that when you shut the notebook, you're shutting the door. 
I am going to be present right here, right now. I am safe in the present. I am right here, right now. That is a mantra that I suggest you use whenever you find yourself going into those spinning thought forms. But your boundaries are really key because why you're really getting like, I guess, pissed off at like that friend or friends Mm -hmm. or whatever, that person did that. It's really you're pissed off at you. Mm -hmm. It's really that you're mad at you because you didn't set the boundary. Yeah. No, that's. And then they do something and you're like, well, they did that, but you never set a boundary because you're afraid that if you set a boundary, they're not going to love you. Mm -hmm. And so you're tired of taking the hits. So it's really important that you say, you can say things to people like, and this is where language is really helpful. You can say, you know, I checked in with myself and it really doesn't work for me any longer to let you borrow my car. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. feel, I don't know why I'm talking about a car, but maybe you loan someone your car. I have no idea. But I actually did. (laughs) <laughs> when, when I, I mean, years ago, but like, yeah, I, yeah. it, yeah. And it bothered um, you after a while. There was so much built up resentment that behavior did not match. You know, when you like something small happens and your behavior is like so out of whack with it. And it's like, yeah, I'm not responding to that one thing. I'm responding to 10 years of things, right. but you're right. I didn't communicate. I don't want you to slap me in the face. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Like, they didn't slap me in the face. No, but, but it feels <laughs> like it. Be, but because, and what you're really mad at is the self wound. Yeah. Because you betrayed yourself by not setting the boundary. So what I suggest is when you start to set these boundaries, you, if you set them through compassion, you can say, you know what? I really would like to help you. or I'd really like to do that. I really, it's not, doesn't work for me. However, this does work. How does that mm-hmm. sound? And then you, mm-hmm. that's, that's showing up in mutual regard. Like there, I do want to show up and be supportive. However, this is what I have to offer. Does that work? Or if someone's really needing your support, get the definition of what that support means. What do you mean by support? What do you need from me? And then you can say, I can do this, but I can't do that. And feel safe in doing that because when you begin to honor you and love you that way, you don't have to worry about other people not loving you. They're going to reflect back to you how you feel and show up for you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't need to carry their burden or the fear that they're going to be disappointed around because that's really what happens when you don't set a boundary. And then you get so fed up, it blows up your relationship. And then it's a whole pattern. Then it starts all over again. You see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people love me, okay? I was prom queen. Yeah. <laughs> people yeah. like me. No. You do. You 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 do radiate. I mean, you have a presence, and and yeah, you've got golden you, hair. Yeah, you got golden hair. It's that fear of losing that if I start to go. No, I I'm not, and I'm not even that generous. But like uh, generous <laughs> with like energy and t- yeah. and yeah, when people are time. like, I just I am a yes. I'm like I'm a no. Yeah. Everything you're saying is resonating. I'm glad. I mean, the biggest thing is if you're going to say yes, because you're afraid you're going to fall off the throne from being prom queen, then mm-hmm. you better say no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. use that visual because that's a great one. Like, and oh. no is so powerful, especially in entertainment, you know, and yeah. the, the business, the creative is you, uh, when you value yourself and your ideas and everything and they go, hey, how about this? And you go, no, 
this is what I'm doing. This is my vision. This is how we're going to do it. And and it, it my work through with Jackie, I think that's one of the big things that she's helped me with is really valuing my creativity, my ideas, and and honoring myself and, yeah. and both both professionally and personally. So I'm glad. I'm the thirstiest. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing, and it's a little Midwestern too. You know, like. But it's you don't a little have Indiana. Be, you have the talent yeah. and you're a good person. You're not going to become this nightmare person, you know, like you're like, oh, she's such a selfish bitch. Yeah. Now. You know, she's her, no, no, she threw keys like, at the at the bellhop. Exactly. You know, those, like, that's not what's going to happen. You're just going to be she's incredibly confident with what she's offering and, yeah. and what she's presenting. And I think that's your ticket. Yeah. You that's have a beautiful, yeah. beautiful light. So Thank it's you. more about seeing your own reflection. And trusting and trusting that that matters. Yeah. That matters. But be careful with the light because, yeah. like me, you're pale. And oh, yeah, we yeah, gotta no, watch I have our sunscreen skin. on right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I'm SPF 40 all day, all day, baby. We're in a, uh, we're in a windowless room, uh, uh, and I have sunscreen on. All right, well, Megan, thank you so much. It's so uh, nice to meet if you, you want more. I do. Jackie yes, uh, is always it. available for sessions. Uh, <laughs> not not that we're here for that, but I guess we are kind of to help you. But she's really, really great. And I, I thank you so much for sharing uh, with us. Thank you. A beautiful way to start a week. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? You know, I'm Very like, cleansing. Right. I know. On Wednesday, I'm going to text Brad and go, well, <laughs> I, the IBS is back. But Monday, we're, we're floating. We're, we're floating, floating right now. Uh, Stay present in the presence. Yeah. Is, it, that's key for you. I am safe in the here and now. And again, use that compass of, am I doing this because I'm afraid of being rejected or mm -hmm. bursting someone's bubble about who I am? Or am I doing this because I? it's who I want to be? I want to. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Megan, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Funny Energy. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Sure does, Jackie. While you're at it, follow us on Instagram at Funny Energy Podcast for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things funny and energy. We'll see you next week for another energy cleansing. And some real laughter through the pain. <laughs>